We came to get down to welcome back to the Northland Sports Page. Little Rob Bass, it takes two. It does certainly take two of us in studio. It's Brian Prudhomme and Dave Hoops today. And, of course, on time for two more, which airs tomorrow after Vikings fan line, Vikings and Falcons tomorrow at noon in Atlanta. But after fan line, it'll be time for two more. And the two more that you hear from are myself, Brian Prudhomme, and, of course, Steve Petosha. Steve Petosha, that's just one of about a thousand titles that are put upon him these days. He's also part of the Minnesota Wilderness coaching staff. He's the head coach for boys hockey at Duluth East. We just had Andover assistant Jordan Leopold with us today. So I warned Jordan that they would go, you know, one after the other today. We had, you know, Dave Cook in between with the Dave Hoop segment, but a little section 7AA hockey rivalry via the phones today. Steve Petosha, good morning. Good morning and happy anniversary to you guys. Thank you very much. Six years, who would have thought? There was a time, and I know I tweeted as much this week, where I didn't think we were getting six weeks, but we have persevered. We're still going. Yep, and I thank goodness because you guys are the best. So, Well, I truly appreciate that. Speaking of the best, the Minnesota Wilderness, for the most part, have looked like it. Now, they had a long win streak stop last night, but to say that this team has played some good hockey might be a bit of an understatement. Yeah, we've got a really good group of guys. It's 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 sure fun to come to the rink um, and work with these guys. Last night wasn't maybe our best showing, but it uh, you, we play a lot of games, and you know if you, you win ten in a row, that number eleven seems to get really hard. As we saw at Fargo last night, they lost their ten game win streak too. So there must be something about that ten game mark. Um, but you know it was it was it was a good run to get there, and you know it consisted over you know. Two weeks in Alaska, which you know you don't often go up there and win four in a row. So there's a lot of positives that that have happened so far this year. And last night, I would say, I mean, we we, we kind of stunk, and uh, just to put it bluntly, but you know we did that as a team as well. So uh, you know, you, you got to find some positives somewhere. So speaking of positives, tell us a little bit about this roster because I feel like, and I could be way off base because you know how emotionally invested I get when it comes to talking about the wilderness. You know my emotions are at an all-time high whenever they come up, but with this fan base, I feel like there are some that know this team backwards and forwards, and then there might be others that don't know them at all. Tell us a little bit about the names of who we should be looking out for on this wilderness team. Well, of course, you know, when I think of, uh, you know, local guys that, you know, especially that you and Dave love, and that has been just a, a, a treat for me to actually start to get to know um, Bo Janzig from Hermantown. Yeah. Um, that our local folks, you know, should be very well aware of. Um, he's an Air Force commit um, playing with us. And, you know, Bo's just such a great person. He's so, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's great to work with him. Um, other local guys, we've got Nick Troutwine from Evelyn down here, and uh, he, he's done a heck of a job with us. Um, uh, trying to think, we just uh, we just acquired Ren Morquet back from the Grand Rapids sure. native, back from uh, Sioux City of the Sioux City of the USHL. So um, that's a huge a huge bump to our roster on the back end. So um, we've got we've got some local flavor, and and you know we've got some some absolute stars on this team that are you know i think people will will hear of in the future guys like ashton ashton doms you know lakeville kid uh lakeville south kid that uh up here playing with us started in in green bay this year um and then uh, i think he's he scored like 10 10 11 goals in 12 games or 16 goals in 12 games or something like that it's been it's more than a goal a game but uh yeah it's a it's a fun roster and it's 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 a lot of fun to work with these guys, and you know, we're here at the rink now cutting up video for today's meetings, but which may be not as fun. But <laughs> it's uh, it's sure it, it is a treat, and and I you know 
Colton St. Clair, our head coach, is um, you know one of the up and coming guys in, in in hockey. So to be able to work with him and and uh, you know, learn a lot from him and a lot of stuff that we'll be able to bring into our East season. So looking forward to that as well. So uh, yeah, just a lot of good things around here. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Uh, great to listen to this because um, uh, I think people maybe are missing out by not getting down to those games the last four or five years of course a ton of Finns friends played you know especially like Charlie Erickson and I went to a number of games and it is great hockey it's a great environment and of course while I listen to you you're just you're great as a coach because the uh emotion and love you put into these players just really well it was the same way when you coached my boy so it's great listening to it thank you yeah, well, if it's if you don't have passion for it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So, um, it's you, you get to work with and meet so many great people doing this that it's you know it's such a blessing to be able to 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 do this. Even even when all those years of doing it as a volunteer was a blessing, and now to actually have this as a job, it's you know I couldn't ask for a whole lot more. So. The thing is, though, is you do have a whole lot more because let's talk about the combo platter of jobs that will soon present itself. We're getting awfully close to the high school hockey season. You will once again be the head coach for Duluth East program that you are really starting to turn around, but you're going to stay with the wilderness as well. Now, I got to think there's a lot of people out there going, well, how does that work? Coaching high school and coaching juniors. There are times where those are competing ideas. I know you don't know yet because you haven't had them going simultaneously, but how do you feel that those two jobs are going to go for you? Well, I think it's going to be a lot of work and thank goodness that I've got a wife that's very supportive and, and, uh, you know, helps me, uh, do this. If it wasn't for her, I would, none of this would even be possible. Um, but you know, the, the wilderness stuff, you know, we're usually done here, um, with the team stuff, you know, in the early afternoon and, and the high school stuff doesn't get going until the evening. So, um, you know, it's coaching high school sports in Minnesota requires you to have another job and, this just happens to be mine. So um, I, I, I think it's going to be a lot of work and I think it's going to be a lot of time, but it's all time and work that I love to do. So, um, you know, I, I have no intention of, of uh, cheating our East kids. That's, you know, and it, it, you, you'll find this hard to believe anybody who knows me though. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to being back in charge come Monday. So uh, that's, I feel uh, shocked. That's, <laughs> that's one thing as a uh as a self-proclaimed world-class know-it-all i uh i am excited to be back at the helm so um i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to working with those with our young kids at east and uh, you know of course you know within the, the rules of the high school leagues you know we've had a great summer and and you know i just can't wait to see those guys at the rink again and then i come i get to come here in the mornings and, and work with these guys and I, it's the best of both worlds, if you ask me. And I'll miss a dozen or so wilderness games over the course of the winter here. But uh, um, thank goodness that the organization is willing to let me put Duluth East as my priority and and still continue to work here. So it's uh, it's it's great on all fronts so far. So I'm sure there'll be some hiccups throughout the year, but we'll do our best to try to let not those let those negatively affect anybody else. So. Chatting with Steve Petosha, head coach of boys hockey at Duluth East, also part of the Minnesota Wilderness coaching staff. And Steve, as if hockey doesn't give you enough jobs, then you got guys like me that gives you another co-hosting time for two more with me. Following Vikings non-primetime games, we go on after Vikings fan line. We will do that again tomorrow. I told you that I think this show is going over well because it's not just because I'm slower than molasses in January going up stadium stairs, but I was actually delayed last night. 
getting to the press box to call a football game because people were coming up to me to compliment time for two more. And I kind of deflected that to say, ah, it's all Steve Petosha. So you are a self-proclaimed know-it-all, but it's been fun to do this show. And it might get in a weird way even more fun because we have no idea what the Jaron Hall era is going to bring. We're going to find out tomorrow. But I also think if he does well or if he does terrible, it might have the phones blowing up too. I feel like fans are intrigued and therefore should have a lot to say. Yeah, I don't think it's a win-win for us. I think uh, <laughs> of all of all years for us to start a show, this was probably as good as it gets when it comes to Vikings football. Um, I'm I'm excited to see the Jaron Hall era begin. You know, I mean, look at what Brock Purdy did last year with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I mean, is it, are, are we going to get that? Who knows? Maybe not. You know, chances are we probably aren't going to get that. But you know what? We got a little hope right now with. Uh, you know, some, some new stuff that we'll get to see and, and some, you know, young guys that will have to step up. And I certainly feel better about our offensive line and where that's going, the direction that's going. Um, you got to be happy with, you know, the progress that Flores has made with our defense. And and hopefully the uh, offense can, can rebound without Kirk Cousins at the helm. And, uh, you know, eventually we'll get J.J. back. And I don't know, I was, I was a little more uh, draft-focused after – Last weekend, even after the win, but I think after, uh, you know, thinking about it, you know, what the heck, we got nine weeks here to see what uh, what this kid can do, and, and uh, who knows, maybe there'll be lightning in a bottle. I think that'll be the interesting part, because Dave Hoops, I know you have a lot on this, and the Vikings did use the trade deadline to pick up Josh Dobbs, and I think everybody's hoping that maybe we don't see him, because maybe Jaron Hall figures this out, and Dobbs is nothing more than the insurance policy that we want him to be. The circumstances, obviously, and how we got here are just awful. But maybe it is your positivity rubbing off on people because here we are going into a game at 500 at Atlanta without arguably our two best players, both on injured reserve, J.J. and Kirk, yet we're kind of feeling pretty good about this team. What's going on here, Dave Hoops? Well, Steve's doing a really good job um, mirroring my thoughts because last week, I know you guys were talking about it, but, you know, uh, KOC just put him in and let him throw the ball and everybody was yelling and screaming about that but we, we talked about it he knew he was going to play you knew that Kirk was really hurt and like Steve just said rookie quarterbacks do perform you're going to dumb down the offense he's right about the O-line our D has now has an opportunity to Kirk Cousin it, it up and, and you know be the leaders of this team and most Vikings fans would expect what the next five games well, I would expect five wins. Most regular Vikings fans would expect three or four if Kirk was playing. Well, let's go at it with the same thing. And like you just said, maybe Dobbs will just be an insurance policy. And this kid's going to make mistakes. Let's give him an opportunity. And we just got to squeak into the playoffs. He wins a game. He's a legend in the playoffs already. Yeah, I will go that route. I panicked a little bit when the Vikings got Josh Dobbs only because the last time they picked up a quarterback named Josh, it didn't go well. That was the infamous Josh Freeman game. But Steve, I want to piggyback off that a little bit because I might be more intrigued by what Jaron Hall does if he gets this many starts, say in game two or three, because tomorrow there's still the element of the unknown that works in his favor. Nobody knows what to expect. If he does even fairly well for a week or two, that third week, when now they've got film on this guy, they've got tendencies, then what can he do? Are you intrigued by that? Yeah, no doubt about it. I I, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of, like you said, when once they start getting video on this guy and they can start picking up on those tendencies, then you know it's going to be more of a challenge. And um, but I, I'll tell you what, I turned the corner this week listening to an interview that he did, and and he just 
he wasn't overwhelmed by the moment when he right. got when he when Kirk got hurt, and he you know he talked about his preparation, and and to me that's a very mature response out of a rookie quarterback, and and you know and that's leadership, and so I, I think you know he, he takes this job serious. I mean, listen, we've been used to the, the Kellen Mons of the world, where you know the coaches are wondering if this kid's really a pro, you know, and and to, so to see. Paul come in and, and, you know, not be overwhelmed by the moment. That's, you know, that to me, that's, that's pretty big for a, for a rookie in the NFL to, to, to carry yourself that way. Now, you know, will the execution show that uh, on the field? I guess we'll, we'll, we'll find out here tomorrow, but um, at least the mindset's right. At least, you know, the attitude and, and, and what their approach is, at least his approach as a, as a, as a professional young quarterback is in the, in the right lane. So that's, uh, that's all, all good for me. I would agree with that. The other question I have is kind of a how did we get here? Because in the first few weeks, this Vikings defense wasn't very good. We saw Brian Flores' personality within it, but we all said, imagine what this coordinator could do if he had any personnel worth a darn. Now all of a sudden, and again, circumstances have dictated it, but we're going, this defense isn't half bad. I'm wondering if that's true or if it's the fact that they've played some pretty poor teams because all of a sudden now, you're kind of hoping that the hallmark of your team's success is that defense. Nobody expected that throughout the course of this season. Either of you can chime in on this. Has this defense truly turned a corner, or have they benefited from the teams they've been playing, or is the collective answer just yes? Well, I think I think part of it is is just basic human development, right? Like it takes a while to develop habits, you know. And you've got a new coordinator in there, and new schemes, and new th- new do new things, and and until it becomes a habit, and you don't have to think about it. You know it's slower, and and so now what we're, it takes about twelve, fourteen weeks to really develop a habit, and so you know where are we right now in the season? We're about at that point, so we're starting to see, you know, when you go when you filter in training camp and all that stuff, we're we're, we're in the OTAs. We're starting to see those habits now just become habits. You know, those those things that they've been taught and the things that they're doing, and so I think that that's a huge part of it. I think just becoming accustomed to the coach, the the scheme, the system, and the structures and all that. I think that that's that way is huge into it, and you, you got some pretty talented guys on that on that defense with Harrison Smith, and and uh, you know so you got some pros and some veterans, and you got a great coach, and now they're starting. It's all starting to come together. At least that's how I see it. A little Lou Brown in there, starting to come together. Pepper starting to come together. I like it, but at the same time, <laughs> this might be proof as to whether or not Vikings fans have truly turned a corner. Any time that former Vikings were going against them, we thought, well, the script says this guy will dominate. You've got Cordero. You've got Taylor Heineke getting the start tomorrow. Any fear from either of those two? No, not Cordell at all. And and Heineke, I think um, his lack of arm strength, which is why he didn't stick with us and why he didn't stick in Washington and why he is going to be a journeyman quarterback when it's all said and done as a career in the NFL, which is nothing to be ashamed of, mind you. Um, I just think that that probably plays into um, our our defense and that secondary a little bit more and uh so i i'm happy to see that he's playing and i he doesn't uh bring any fear to me that's for sure and i think cordell he's his days are have kind of come and gone for what what he was supposed to be and you called him cordell twice dave cook has been an influence on you he says hello by the way dave hoops go ahead uh, I agree with you about Heineke. You know, I think he's got a little Brett Favre in him without the Brett Favre arm strength skills or luck. And so the, our defense is probably going to get, you know, those two interceptions in San Francisco, you know, that was unusual. I, I think we're going to get some turnovers tomorrow and this team is starting to hold on to the ball. You know, they scored 18, 20 points. They could probably win this game. 
That's my hope. I would agree with that. We are chatting with Steve Petosha, wrapping up a segment with Steve. He has many hats. He's a co-host for me on Time for Two More. He's part of the coaching staff for the Minnesota Wilderness. He is the head coach for Duluth East Boys Hockey. Even last night, Mike Scrignoli told me that Steve Petosha is one of the smartest people he knows. Steve, I know you'll be shocked through our 30 years of friendship, but I told Scriggs he's just got to meet more people then, but that's how things go. <laughs> but but let's but let's wrap it all up together as best yeah, we can. Let's speak very highly of Scriggs. Yeah, that, that, that checks out, right? Every, everything in that conversation checks out beautifully, but let's tie it all together like any good public speaking segment should. Tell us when we can catch the Minnesota Wilderness again. Tell us a little bit about what to expect, at least in terms of brand of hockey from the Greyhounds this season, and then I'm going to put you on the spot. A Vikes score for tomorrow. Yeah, so we uh, play the St. Cloud, the Wilderness play the St. Cloud Norseman tonight at Northwoods, Northwoods Credit Arena out here in Cloquet, 7.15 puck drop. Um, is what to expect. I think you'll see a pretty hungry group of Wilderness guys that will be uh, ready to go today. Um, and we play a good brand of hockey. We really do it. Um, there's a lot of talent on this team and there's a lot of guys on this team that you'll be seeing playing college hockey in the next couple of years. So, um, I think it's, uh, it's a worth, it's a worthwhile ticket to come and watch. And, and being that the Gophers are in town playing the dogs and it's deer hunting season, I'm sure there'll be plenty of tickets available tonight. So, uh, we'd love to have you in the crowd to come watch. It's a good brand of hockey. It really is. Um, for the Greyhounds, I think, uh, you know, we're returning five of our, six top forwards so i think we'll be pretty good up up front um we'll we'll be an older team i think we'll have we'll have a we'll have good depth um you know we're only returning three guys on the blue line i'm sorry two guys on the blue line but we got a another guy coming back to, to east from chaska and luke anderson which will help us out on the back end and our sophomores had a great summer and as far as the score i'm going to say 24 vikings 10 atlanta wow that might come up on time for two more tomorrow, and I'll tell you this. Of all the times that I've hoped you're right, good Lord, I hope you're right tomorrow. That would be a lot of fun. Me too. All right, speaking of a lot of fun, this obviously was, and anytime I get to say this, I love it, but I will see you tomorrow, all right? All right, sounds good. good all right. Good to hear from you, Dave. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right, that's our guy, Steve Petosha. You can catch him tomorrow with me after Vikings Fan Line. It's called Time for Two More, and we bring it to you tomorrow after Vikings Falcons Hopefully a victory. I'll buy that. We're going to play buy or sell next. Stick around. We'll be right back. He's bidding his heart goodbye. Meanwhile, we're saying hello. Welcome back to the Northland Sports page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Hoops, Dave Cook will be with us by phone very shortly once again as we play buy or sell. We want you to buy everything that these businesses are selling. These are our great sponsors. Six years into the Northland Sports page, six-year anniversary is today. We would not be here if not for a roll architecture studio. They bring you drawing lines each and every week. That'll be our final segment today with Vincey Glenn former Minnesota Vikings safety. Also, Hoops Brewing. Dave Hoops is right across from me as we speak. The best beer in town is at Hoops Brewing. OAR Holdings of Duluth. Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza. The Blackwoods Group and their plethora of locations throughout the Northland. Avenue 45. Mount Royal Bottle Shop. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. Pier B Resorts. Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. And, of course, our friends at Comfort Systems. Dave Cook is back. Is this the busiest your phone has ever been? Nobody calls anybody anymore. We all text. Well, and nobody calls me at all. So, yeah, I think this is about as busy as my phone's been. It's actually getting a little warm. So, yeah, that was a good segment with uh, Steve, by the way. I did listen. See, I can do this. I was going to say, so now I have to ask, because Jordan Leopold is one of your hockey heroes because of where he went to school. You didn't listen to him. Now, Potosha is a hero to all of us, but what made you uh, take the plunge and listen to that segment? 
Well, Steve's a friend. You got to listen to your friends first. Right? Close, close, circuit, make... close circuit to Jordan Leopold. You and Dave Cook are apparently not friends. Please continue. No, not that. <laughs> it's like, Steve, I know Steve. Like, I've told you the story about my dad was thrilled to meet Steve uh, because of the conversations that we've had, but plus the Duluth East coach and Marshall assistant coach. And so Steve means a lot more than just another guy. Yeah, Steve absolutely means a lot to the success of this show and, of course, to all of us as a friend as well. I mentioned kind of Steve Petosha and Topher Davis in the same breath because where would we be without either one? Topher helped us stay afloat when he was here, and when Topher moved away, it created an opportunity for Steve Petosha to be part of us, and he's jumped right in willingly. Yeah, a huge a huge part of what we've done both sides. You know, we were, we were uh, sponsored by... Uh, Lake Superior Law for a long time, you know, until Tolf left the area, right? And so, yeah, it's we've had a lot of people involved, you know, not to mention the guy sitting across the, the desk from you. Absolutely. Anytime I get to see Dave Hoops, it's a positive feeling, and his positivity is infectious. So I'm just waiting for me to just ooze optimism throughout the next day and a half as the Vikings kick off at, at noon tomorrow in Atlanta. Should be fun to at least see what Jaron Hall will bring us. Dave Cook, you're always about the kids. I'm assuming you've got an opinion on what you at least think or hope to see from him. Yeah, I think Steve hit it on the head. That was his his big claim to fame is 25 years old, leadership abilities. Well, that's kind of what the Vikings need. They need uh, somebody mature at quarterback who can just not fall off the face of the earth. And so I think they've got a guy that should fit that. I just don't know if he's got... You know, he's got so many guys that we could sure use who are injured, you know, Um speaking of one particular wide receiver. Um, and uh, J.J. would make a huge difference. I hope he can make uh, hay with what he's got. Yeah, we'll see. It certainly feels like the fan base is ready to buy in to Jaron Hall as the quarterback. Again, nobody likes the circumstances and how we got here. I think even the biggest Kirk haters are somewhat sympathetic towards the situation he's going through and, and realizing just how good he was. I hope we don't do that in hindsight, realize how good Kirk was because Jaron Hall is busy floundering. So we're all buying in to whatever Jaron Hall can do. We'll see what he brings us tomorrow. But speaking of buying, time to play buy or sell, and here's how it works. I'm going to give a statement to each of the four major pro sports leagues, NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL. If you agree with what I'm saying, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree with what I'm saying, you say sell and you tell me why. Now, technically, we usually have somebody on the phone pick the order. But since my usual co-host Dave Cook is the guy on the phone and Dave Hoops is in studio, we're going to alter that today. We're going to let Dave Hoops still give us the order. He's just right here physically to be able to do it. So which league would you like to tackle first? Uh, Let's start with the NBA because this uh, in-season tournament is kind of fun and I was watching some basketball last night. I'm glad you said that because buy or sell, and maybe you just gave it away, buy or sell that the in-season tournament from the NBA is a good idea. Do I get to start? Sure. I think it's a great idea because, um, you know, nobody really is that concerned or interested in the beginning of the season except for just junkies. And, of course, we have college basketball next week, which is arguably, you know, more attractive to me anyway. But I like them having an opportunity to play for something. They're having. They're going to play it in Vegas. Yep. We all know Vegas is going to get a team. In fact, I think LeBron's probably going to be one of the owners. Um, so I'm buying. I think it's fun. Dave Cook, what do you got? Um, well, I think it is, uh, make believe, but I am, uh, I am happy to see something new. I'll give them credit for taking a swing on something new. And I a hundred percent agree that this is kind of Vegas's dress rehearsal for the team that they get whenever they get it. 
yeah, I'll buy that and I'll barely buy that this is a good idea because frankly, I don't understand it. I think make-believe is a great way to uh, categorize it because it just seems a little bit silly and it is about money and Vegas kind of puts the exclamation point on that. But I'm also going to buy it somewhat tongue-in-cheek because let's say the Timberwolves do well in this. Minnesota sports could actually finally say they won something and we don't do that very often. So it is a possibility for the Timberwolves there too. I want to give you guys a little bit of a bonus NBA one too because I was going to go here, but then I thought, well, there's no NBA to speak of here, so does it count? But Bob Knight passed away this week. And for me, he's an ultimate legend, not just in college basketball, but in the world of sports. Controversial, certainly, but talked about as a result. And I think we all kind of had a little bit of sadness when we heard of his passing. So here's a bonus NBA buy or sell. Buy or sell that you would have liked to have seen Bobby Knight as an NBA head coach. Um, I'm going to have to sell that one. I think that Coach Knight was maybe the best of some of what we can see in basketball and coaching and some of the worst. And um, I don't think it would have been a good fit. So I'm going to have to sell that. All right, Dave Cook, what do you got? I am going to agree with Dave Hoops, but for a different reason. I think, I mean, looking looking back at that with today's eyes, uh, Dave's 100% right that it wasn't a good look and it wasn't the right way to do it. But back then, that's how they did it. The problem is, is that that style in the NBA where guys are making money never would have worked. He would have pushed the chair on somebody and the rest of the team would have thrown him out the bus. So I just don't think his personality would have worked in the NBA. Yeah, also for the same reason, I think it would have fit horribly, but that almost made me want to buy just because you want to see, you know, what kind of explosiveness does it lead to? Does he get forced back to college basketball like so many others who tried to make the jump and failed did? And if he gets humbled by it, does he change in that second tenure at the college level? I just think Bob Knight's trajectory as a coach would have changed if he tried the NBA and maybe we're better served that he didn't. All right. So yeah, you've got I one league down three to go. Dave hoops. What's next? Oh, let's go with uh, football NFL. All right. The NFL. And we've kind of been talking about it in generalities for about the last 20, 30 minutes, but it is the Jaron Hall era for better or for worse, or perhaps the Josh Dobbs era. If Jaron Hall doesn't do well, the Vikings are right at that proverbial middle ground, four and four, and at the moment would be in the playoffs. Now most are discounting them because Kirk is done and JJ hasn't played in the better part of a month. Buy or sell simply this. The Minnesota Vikings have what it takes to be a playoff team. Well, you know my answer. Yes, I do. I and I want I want that optimism. That's why I laid it up for you. Well, I, I really think that they're uh the NFC's weak. Um, those bottom couple teams, it's going to be a 500 team that's going to be in in the mix. And um, there's no reason that the Vikings can't win half their upcoming games that I can see. Um, I think they'll win more than that. So I think they're going to squeak into the playoffs. And like I said, they might get a like a sneaky victory, and then everybody will be talking different. So I'm buying. So usually we go from the opposite of the optimist is Dave Cook. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and will remain. Uh, I, I think, can they? Sure. Will they? Gosh, I hope not. Brian, this is a really good year to um, pick up a few more draft picks. This team is thin as paper. Uh, we just need some talent. And if they go into the playoffs and get at the seven seed, get knocked off because their kid quarterback isn't, the, isn't you know ready for prime time yet, and they draft 19th, uh, that's just going to hurt the future of the franchise. We need picks, higher picks. And so, yeah, can they? Sure. Do I want them to? No. Um, their schedule leads them. I mean, it's an easy schedule. They, there's every reason to believe they can. 
So I'm going to buy that they have what it takes, and I'm going to focus on those three words, what it takes, because I agree with what Dave Hoops said. The NFC, Paul Allen has described it this way, and I think everybody else has too, Berkey at best. You can be 500-ish and be right in the thick of it. Now Dave Cook is probably also right. Is it worth getting in to win one game or play one game and lose and be done? I don't know, but at the same time, if, if you don't want them to make the playoffs, I advise you not to watch. And for Dave Cook, maybe he doesn't need right. that advisement okay. because he doesn't watch very often anyway. But at the same time, I still look at it as you're four and four right now. Unless you lose out, I'm not sure four wins is going to have you very high on the draft board anyway. You could miss the playoffs barely and still be stuck 15th or so. And I'm not sure unless you make a major move to move up that the draft board is a goal anymore. I agree that they're paper thin, but you may have already won yourself out of Caleb Williams or what have you in terms of high draft pick status. So might as well go make the playoffs. Have some fun with it. All right, we're halfway there. Two left. No, let's go hockey. All right. This is difficult because the Minnesota Wild are not good, but they're 10 games in. So give them a month and they could be completely different. They've been bad, but they've also been injured. So I'm going to focus on the injury front. Right before the season, Jared Spurgeon got hurt, and it was told to all of us that he was going to miss some time. And I asked back then, is Jared Spurgeon's absence a devastating injury? And we all said, no, we'll sell that because Brodeen's still here. Addison's going to be okay. Faber's the man. We're going to be fine. Through 10 games, not so much. So buy or sell that we underestimated Jared Spurgeon's value in general. Oh, I'm thinking. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sell. Uh, I. I'm looking forward to him coming back, and I think that he's gonna add some necessary leadership to that team, and just a little bit of grit that they're not showing at all. So. I so you're sure that's not reason to buy? Maybe we did underestimate him. You buy that we. Oh, we I didn't give him enough credit. I misspoke. I, I meant to buy. So you're a exactly. Jared Spurgeon guy. You're buying. Dave yep. Cook. What about you? I. I think. Proofs in the pudding. I think you have to buy this one simply because of what we're seeing. You know, if you didn't, if you didn't think uh, he was important to that level, uh, I'll give you credit. But look what we're seeing. They need somebody to help right the ship, and maybe we over or underestimate this value. I agree. I'm going to buy because I think you have to. Because if you don't, the other reality is then you're just bad. Because if you don't think adding Jared Spurgeon back to the mix is going to help you solve some of your defensive problems. Then you've got a goaltending problem, and you didn't think you had it because you thought Gus Bus was the man, and you've got Stanley Cup cred with Marc-Andre Fleury playing as well. If Jared Spurgeon comes back and you're still struggling in the same area as you are now, it might just be a very bad Minnesota Wild team, which is going to be weird to get used to because we talk about it tongue-in-cheek that we all know Minnesota sports isn't used to success, but you could easily argue that the Minnesota Wild have been the most consistent. The Timberwolves are always said to be bad. The Vikings are always said to be heartbreaking. The Twins are always said to maybe get you to the playoffs, but don't expect much after that. The Minnesota Wild, they're always in it. Playoffs is a gimme. After that is nothing. Wild not making the playoffs might be weird for this state to handle. So we're going to close with Major League Baseball. And this is tough for me because I wrestled with even asking this question or using this statement as buy or sell. So Dick Bramer is leaving the broadcast booth television-wise for the Twins. It was announced by the team. This was not necessarily Dick Bramer's decision. We can get into that if we want to. But he leaves as the longest tenured TV voice in baseball. That being said, buy or sell that you put him among the iconic voices in baseball broadcasting. I, I, I guess I have to sell 
only because he's the voice of the twins for me and and I love him but you can't Harry Carey you know Jack Buck no I I can't go there yet I tend to agree but I'll let Dave Cook go first I'm 100% in agreement he is an icon for the state um, but no, he's not an he's not an icon. I mean, we're talking we're talking about Vin Scully. We're talking about um, you know Euchre. We're talking about people like he, like uh, Dave said, Harry Carey. We're not uh, we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about Dick Bramer being that level. Like he's ours, but he's not that. Absolutely. It's a bit of a shame that he's not that because you look at the seniority and he's right there, but you look at the iconic nature and the memorable calls and it, it just isn't there. In fact, you know, even being someone who's 44, so Dick Bramer had the majority of my watching life as him being the broadcaster. I don't even think of him first. I think of Herb Carneal first because for so many years of my childhood, finding the twins on TV wasn't really possible. So I was always a radio guy. And then the first TV broadcaster that I met in person, I met Dick Bramer many times after all was said and done, but I met Ted Robinson first and Ted Robinson to me was a bigger deal at the time. All the credit in the world to Dick Bramer and I'm really disappointed in the twins for not giving him a proper farewell. I completely understand why this should be it. 40 is a nice round number and I say this as nicely as I can because as a play-by-play guy, I'll be sure to let you know when I do a perfect game because I do nothing close to it. But the amount of mistakes that Dick Bramer was making this season, there was a time and I, I mean this as respectfully as possible, I wondered if he was healthy because it was stuff you just didn't expect. So whether he's losing it or not, the Twins are losing a great ambassador for the team, but that's why they made yep. sure they're not, because they stuck him in that ambassador role. But he should have been able to, to say a proper goodbye, and I don't feel like he did. Nope, I agree with you 100% on that one, Brian. 100%. All right, so we are buying what everybody's selling today. It was a fun segment again. Dave, happy anniversary. I certainly hope we get to anniversary number seven. Heck, I hope we get to anniversary number 40. I hope we live that long and continue to have this much fun. But again, I'm, I'm worried about the outlook for the show going forward because you're not here today and you're not here next week either. So I say a longer goodbye today. Yeah, no, next week is, is an important one, but we will absolutely be on a little bit with you for sure and back the week after that with Bells. And hopefully that'll be the last time we miss for the year. There you go. I will see you then. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Get healthy. It'll be interesting to watch the College of St. Scholastica survive athletically without you. If anybody ever doubts the amount of work that you do, I had to call about seven, eight people just to replace you. So your value should never be underestimated by anyone going forward. Nice of you to say, and thank you for helping. Absolutely. Thank you for six great years. Here's to many more. Have a good weekend, my friend. Yep. See ya. Absolutely. That's our guy, Dave Cook. That is buy or sell. We draw lines with the Roll Architecture Studio and Vency Glenn to close the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. That is the safety dance, which means, of course, my favorite safety is right around the corner. Vency Glenn joins us, part of Drawing Lines. That is courtesy of Roll Architecture Studio. That's one of our illustrious sponsors. That was the OG. That was the first in our six years to the day of the Northland Sports page. Also, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings of Duluth, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, and their plethora of locations throughout the Northland, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resorts, Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai, and our friends at Comfort Systems. Again, six years to the day. That's how long this show's been going. It was 11-4-17 that this show started. We were talking a lot about the Vikings then, and we will right now with former Viking Vency Glenn. Vency's a staple on the show, and good morning. Good morning, man. Happy anniversary, pal. Yeah, thank you very much. It still baffles me that anybody wants to give me six minutes on the radio, much less six years, but you've been a huge part of our success, so I should be thanking you as well. 
No, you deserve it, man. It's just great and an honor to be part of the show. Well, we love having you. Now, you and I joke a lot both on the show and off about your emotions when it comes to Kirk Cousins. In fact, you've told me, don't ask me about number eight on your show anymore. <laughs> well, this isn't the circumstances by which we hope to get there. The injury is devastating, and frankly, it's sad, but it is a bit of a new beginning as well with Jaron Hall getting the start tomorrow. What's your take on this team? Because they're playing better but you talked about this team was dependent on two guys going into the season, probably too much with Kirk and JJ. Now you're going to Atlanta without either one. How the heck did we get here and what happens now? <laughs> Let me start by making this perfectly clear. I am not against Kirk Cousins personally. I know. I don't speak on He might be one of the greatest teammates, guys. Uh, I just talk football. And uh, I don't like to see nobody get hurt, period. I don't, I don't care what kind of injury it is. I don't, I don't like that. So uh, the situation is the situation in this football. And uh, you have to play team football if you're talking about winning Super Bowls. And my whole illusion was this is a team that's focused around two guys and the offense. And I just know personally you can't win Super Bowl or championships when it's like that. So moving forward, your two-star guys that you crave about and think it's going to be there 17 weeks, are not there anymore. Now, where do you? who do you look for? Now guys are looking around the locker room saying, well, who's going to take over? Aaron Smith can't. He on defense. You know, so now you have guys that got to step up against a tough division. You know, and it was a great win and, and, and a starting point against San Francisco. And then now this happens, and you have to regroup, and it's hard in the middle of the season. It's very hard. And so moving forward, you just got to, you know, depend on the guys in the, in the locker room and hopefully the coach knows how to coach them, coach them up right to just keep them in every, every ball game and have a chance to win. And that's all you want is a chance to win in the fourth quarter in any game. You talked about Harrison Smith being on defense and maybe not affected directly, not being a quarterback, not being a wide receiver. But how are teammates affected mentally by something like this? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but you've kind of been there. You played in a Viking era where I think there was McMahon and Salisbury, maybe Moon and Salisbury, Gannon and Salisbury. You had other quarterbacks playing. How does it affect the different positions in the mentality of the game? Oh, I'll give you a prime example, and I say, I say it all the time. When you rely on your defense throughout the year, and they play so hard, and they, they, they in the rankings, they're up there, because we were always in the top 10, and in 93, we were number one. When you get to the playoffs, you're just praying your offense is clicking because you're so tired. And that's what happened to us And really in, in 94. We were so tired by the time we got to the playoffs. You know, we just didn't have anything in this tank, and a lot of guys were nicked up. So, you know, getting your proper rest and not playing the extra plays when you should get out on third down, and then you have to go another four plays. By the end of the season, that's an extra 80 to 100 plays if you're not careful. So getting off the field is very, very important. And I, and I think their defense is playing with a lot of confidence. And they're making plays, and that's what you need to be successful. I completely agree with you. This Viking defense seems to have turned a corner. I'd ask some other people in segments prior to you today, Vency, have the Vikings really turned a corner defensively, or have they benefited from some inferior offenses that they've faced? What have you seen? Is it a little bit of both? I think, I think it's a little bit of both. But learning a new system is, is always difficult. But I, I'm I'm highly impressed with the way uh, Harrison Smith is playing playing this year and Bynum. 
I, I think they're they're as a tandem. They're playing well. They're both making plays, and it takes a lot of pressure off the corners when your safeties, both of them, are making plays, and it gives the linebackers a lot more confidence and your defense. So I, I think the secondary is playing, especially at the safety position, at one of the highest levels on the team. What do you expect tomorrow from a strategy perspective? Because all the experts are going to say, well, the Vikings are going to have to simplify things now and run better and win with defense. And I'm all for it as long as they get victories. But then you've got Kevin O'Connell, and this could be coach speak, saying, I'm an aggressive coach who likes to throw, and whoever's out there is going to do that. What do you think happens tomorrow in that sense? Aren't they playing in Atlanta? It is yes. in Atlanta, right? Yes. So you got to look at Atlanta. They bench their starting quarterback, Ritter. He's on the bench. So that's the team trying to find their identity. But one thing I will tell you about the Atlanta Falcons, they play hard, they play physical, and in that dome, they play with a lot of intensity. So easing into it and just trying to feel your way around, you'll get behind that team, and they'll put the metal, pedal to the metal on you. So I just think it's a team that's just got to go out and, and play with the identity they've already had on defense. And on offense, just don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, try to keep yourself in the game in, in the fourth quarter, and hopefully you can win it. They're not going to move the ball up and down the field. The play call is going to be totally different. And not only that, you got an offensive line that ain't the greatest pass blockers in the world. They got a, a new quarterback back there. O'Connell, we'll see what he's made of, but it's, it's just going to be a tough environment to, to play great, but you just got to play consistent. I agree. You talk about a tough environment. Everybody will say winning on the road in the NFL is difficult, but is it even more difficult when you're bringing in a rookie quarterback? How hopeful should the Vikings be that this game would have been at home? Because then you've got the nookie blankie of the fans basically treating every completion like it's the world's greatest play, where instead the crowd will be against them tomorrow. Uh, playing home is always great. Everybody likes to just sit around knowing that you're going to play at home all week. But uh, it's part of the game, going on the road. And some teams play better on the road. You know, it's more of a focus thing. At home, everybody wants tickets. You know, and the, the kids got to go to daycare. The dog got to get groomed. We got to get the food for the, you know, after all that kind of stuff going on. But when you're on the road, man, it's just you and, and your warriors. And you go there to handle your business and come back home and celebrate. When we talk about the NFL, we talk about short weeks, long weeks, depending upon when you played last. But the reality is it's a week. So it's going to be seven days since the Kirk Cousins devastating injury. Does that make it a little bit easier in terms of adjustment time than let's say they played in the NBA? Let's say they played baseball where a devastating season-ending injury happens on Tuesday, you might play again Wednesday. Does that allow that time in between games, the mind to reset a little bit? Well, well you have to understand the psychological uh, mindset of the, of the football team. They've been with Everybody's known Kirk Cousins as the man for four years there. I think it's been four years or so. And uh, – they depend on him. They think he's going to be there. Now, when you look back there and he's not there on the sideline, he's not there in the locker room, that dependence of scoring 20 points a game is not there. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a self-check moment like, hey, man, this locker room is different. First, it was different with Je- Jefferson being out. Now, both of them out. That's a big change in the locker room. It you is know? a big so, change. It absolutely is. Vincy, you well, are the best. With it, it's gonna be there. No doubt. Vincy, you are the best. We talk about changes. I hope you never do. You've been a big part of what we've done for six years. Please be part of every show from here on out. We will talk again soon, my friend. I will do.
Appreciate you, pal. Thank Absolutely. You. That's our guy, 2-5. That is Vincey Glenn. Thank you, Dave Hoops. Thank you, Dave Cook. Thank you, Steve Patosha. Thank you, everybody, for making this worth it. Jordan Leopold was guest number one. Six years. We'll see you next week.